Hey there, welcome back to The Truth is Somewhere, a conspiracy theory podcast. Indeed. Indeed. Megan, what are we talking about today? So if you guys are listening to this the day it comes out, mm-hmm. Corey and I are in Disneyland. Yay, or Disneyland! Rather, technically it's Thursday, so we're running around Universal Studios, waving wands in Harry Potter World, but we just spent the last four days in Disneyland, so I thought it would be fitting if we talked about some of the more interesting tidbits about Disney and Disneyland. Some of them are conspiracies, some of them are true, but like, really weird and fascinating. Mm-hmm. So, without further ado, let's talk about Disney. Disney. Let's talk about Disney. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, I've heard that it has some some ghosts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so what we're going to start with is actually that um, the first animated character that the Disney company came out with was actually not Mickey Mouse. Mm-mm, it was a little... It was, it was Oswald. Yeah, Oswald. The lucky rabbit. Not yeah. a cat. A rabbit. Mm-hmm. Um, he actually, like, if you go and look at him, he looks a lot like Mickey Mouse. Like, the features are very similar. There's actually... Uh, <clears throat> there's stories recently that have come out. I think it was a video game that came out about him being upset about Mickey Mouse stealing the limelight and trying to... Yeah, because Disney Disney got him back in 2006, and mm. he was in um, that Wii game, the, like, musical Disney music Wii game thing. I can't mm. remember what it's called, mm. but he was in that. that he co-starred with Mickey in that one. Oh, okay. Um, but anyway, Oswald was initially quite successful, and Universal acted as the distributor for Oswald animations. And they actually owned the rights because Disney made a mistake in like oh. his his businessing, okay. and um, he wasn't quite the shrewd businessman yet. And so Universal pretty much like went, "Oh, you don't have this anymore. We own the rights. You don't get it." Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um. So they Universal pushed Walt out, and they had to go back to the drawing board. Okay. And then naturally, what came next was the mouse himself. Mm-hmm. Um, like Walt Disney and Mickey Mouse are pretty much synonymous today. Like. Sure. They go hand in hand. Those yeah. are those two go together. But Walt did not actually create Mickey. Okay. Which I did not know. I didn't know that either. Um, so the same animator who created Oswald was named Ub Eworks or Iworks. It works. It works. I like it works. It works. Um, he came up with Mickey Mouse. And Walt and Ub had worked together at an ad company in Kansas for years and had become really good friends. Okay. And Ub followed Walt to Hollywood. So the week that Ub created Mickey, he created um, 600 to 700 frames per day, which is still a record in classic animation. Like, no one has topped that, which is pretty interesting. Um, So then Ub literally came up with the idea of sync sound. So meaning playing music and sound effects in the same time with animations. Okay. It had never been done before. That's really interesting. Yeah. Um, So Walt Disney Studios releases the first ever animated sound film, Steamboat Mm -hmm. Willie. Okay. Yeah, yeah. When Mickey Mouse was kind of a scumbag. I, I didn't realize that was the first animated yeah. uh, with sound. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's because this guy, Ub, who created Mickey, was the one who came up with the whole concept. Explains why they made him whistle, because that's a really easy animation. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot easier than talking. I, I think, if I remember right, there's some talking in it, but probably not a whole lot. Yeah, I think most of the talking is maybe Minnie Mouse. It might not even be talking, there might just be, like, grunts and, like... Yeah, it's been a long time since I've seen it. Yeah, it has for me, too. I should have watched it before we did this, but oh well. Um, So Walt Disney Studios basically becomes an overnight success. Mm -hmm. And Ub ended up leaving the company because he felt that he didn't get enough credit for creating Mickey. So I guess there was a party and everybody was like, Walt, draw Mickey, draw Mickey, draw Mickey. And Walt was like, here's a pencil. And he just gave it to Ub at this party. And everybody was like, Walt, 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 Walt. And Ub was like, you motherfucker, Mickey's mine. 
and so he left. Oh. Um, well, that was stupid. So he goes on to create his own animation studio, mm-hmm. which ended up being shut down by the Hayes Commission for being too obscene. That was the, oh. like, um, what did the TV ratings okay. at that time. Uh-huh. Um, you can actually find some of his works on YouTube, and I highly suggest you guys go look at it, because the guy was a genius. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's very cool classic animation style, and it's a lot of fun to go look at, especially when, like, you consider what's obscene versus what would be obscene now. It's just very interesting, so... I do, I do recommend that. What would they be looking for? Just uh, type in UB, it's U-B, and mm-hmm. then it works, I-W-E-R-K-S, animation. It works. It works. Um, so his animation studio was shut down and Walt offered his old pal a job. Oh, well, Good guy, nice. Walt. Yeah, yeah. Um, so UB took a job but refused to work in animation ever again because he basically didn't want to deal with, like, everybody being like, oh, Walt and Mickey... Or, like, if he created another character, it always being Walt's Walt's character. Right, and I can just imagine not wanting to get back in that department after thinking you can make it out on your own. And then getting shut down because you were too obscene. Yeah. Yeah. And then not making it on your own and having to crawl back. Yeah. You're like, yeah, I'm going, but I'm not going back to that place. But um, the good thing for Ub is that he instead worked in photographic effects and is the man behind a lot of the effects in Mary Poppins. Okay. So that was, like way ahead for its day, like, all of the photographic effects in Mm -hmm. Mary Poppins. Um, And he ends up actually coming up with a ton of new techniques and animation and effects that are still used today. So go Ub. Ub was a badass. Yeah, so it's good. He didn't entirely get out of of animation. And he actually, he ended up winning two Academy Awards for his work on Disney films, which is pretty great. Yeah. Walt won 26. So poor Mm. Ub, always the bridesmaid, Mm. but, you know. Classic. It happens. He's a he's a classic Luigi to Mario. <gasps> For sure. Ooh, you that spiked something in you, yeah, did not. <laughs> he, is, he is Luigi to Mario. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's true. But I just thought that was interesting because I didn't know any of that. Mm. So Okay. Yeah, I didn't know that either. I guess it's a con- con- kind of common myth that Walt Disney came up with Mickey Mouse by himself, mm-hmm. and he did not. There you have it. And now you know. The truth is somewhere. I found it. Here it is. Alright, guys. Uh thanks for listening. <laughs> Short one for you this week. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. Um, Now we're going to talk about a conspiracy. And one of the biggest conspiracies surrounding Walt Disney is that his body is cryogenically frozen. I've heard this. Somewhere on the grounds of Disneyland. Yes, also just his head. Mm -hmm. So either his whole body or his head. And most people seem to think that he lives in um, Sleeping Beauty's castle. Oh, okay. He's cryogenically frozen. I would be willing to bet that if he is cryogenically frozen, it's probably not on the property i don't know he loved disneyland that was his whole life yeah but i mean i guess unless you've got like i don't know biologists and maybe technicians of some i guess at this point you probably just need technicians Mm -hmm. people just to keep the place you know putting in new freezer units and things like that i guess you could hire people for that but that just seems like disney money sure and you could keep people quiet but you can only keep people, people quiet, quiet for, for so long, long yeah, before someone comes out. I mean, sure, they might sound like people might think they're a quack, but I mean, is there any case of someone coming out saying, I found the the Walt Disney no. refrigerators? So basically what it is is that people say that Walt was really, really interested, like he had a fascination mm-hmm. with cryogenic freezing, and um, he had apparently said that he really wanted that so that he could be brought back when mm-hmm. we figured that technology out. Sure. Um but he died of lung cancer in 1966. Okay. And there was no public funeral. Oh. 
so basically, because it was kept so private, people were like, oh, what's going on? It's private. Yeah. Are, but are, his family just wanted to, like, keep it to themselves. Are people allowed to have... Private funerals private for their funerals, families, right? right? So, um, but Walt was apparently cremated, and his daughter says there's absolutely no truth to him being frozen. Uh, of course she'd say that. But, you that. know, maybe that's just what they want us to think. Which, maybe she doesn't even know. Maybe. Maybe, maybe she maybe... has a pile full of not ashes. Uh-huh. Or maybe... depressing. Maybe, uh, <laughs> Walt was like, if you can bring me back, uh, make sure that you bring me back after my daughter has passed away. Oh. Maybe X amount of generations bring me back. Like, don't bring me back right away if you find out a cure right mm-hmm. away. Mm-hmm. Bring me back in, like, give it a hundred years. Okay. And then bring me back. I know. Maybe. If you could do that, would you, uh, just, would you freeze yourself and come back in a hundred years? I don't think so. No? No. What if? Things would change too much. It would be a total shock. Well, of course it'd be a total shock, but that doesn't mean you couldn't adjust to it. Well, yeah. Especially because you're a little bit prepared for it. Sure. And you got to think this is a world that's probably really good at easing people into things at that point. Maybe yeah, not, Yeah, if, like, this technology actually exists. Right. Sure. I mean, everything's just going to do it for you. Really, the only thing you're going to have to do is nothing. That's true. In a hundred years. Yeah. <laughs> so, probably not cryogenically frozen, but he may still be hanging out at Disneyland. Oh. He might be. Oh, as a dead guy? Yeah. So cast members in Disneyland swear that his apartment in the firehouse is haunted. And if it is haunted, it would obviously be by none other than Walt himself. A cast member who was cleaning the apartment said the lamp in the window would consistently turn itself on. So now the lamp just stays on all the time as a tribute to Walt. Okay. They just keep it on. Um, But it was consistently, like, it would be off and it would just turn itself on. And people were like, ah! So now they just keep it on, and it never turns itself off. Couldn't be faulty wiring. No. It doesn't turn itself off? No. Because Walt likes that light. Yeah. That's why. Um, so maybe they just caught on to the, the, like, the ghost wanted it. Exactly. Um, mm-hmm. People today still claim that they can see the curtains in the window um, that that lamp sits in move when there's nobody supposed to be up there. So maybe Walt lives there. Maybe. Or maybe there's a breeze. Maybe there is. Well, inside? Ventilation? Yeah, maybe. You're fair. That's fair. Um, there might also be other dead people in the park. Ooh. Because apparently it's pretty common that people try to dump the ashes of their loved ones in the park. I've heard and of all that. I'm saying is, like, when I die, take me to Disneyland. Oh, like, really? take me on one of the busiest days of the year so that people don't catch you very easily and just, like, start sprinkling me out of your pockets. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What if I just have, like, I'm just there and then I accidentally just, oh, I drop and crumble. <laughs> Because, you know, a lot of you might get picked up, but they'll never clean all of you out of Disneyland. You're there That's now. That's true. You're there. I live in Disneyland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pockets full of ash. Yeah. But apparently it's like, it's enough of a problem that mm-hmm. cast members are trained on how to handle guests that are attempting to leave loved ones at the happiest place on Earth. Like, it, they are trained in it. Mm-hmm. Which is yeah. kind of nuts. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty crazy. I just, uh... Don't leave me there. Please don't. I won't leave you in Disneyland. Please that wouldn't make you happy. You wouldn't want to be in Disneyland. No. I would. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, put me, put me under, like, a big tree or something, know. you know? Yeah. Or, you know what? P- plant a tree mm-hmm. where my ashes are so that that tree can absorb me and turn into a big tree. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. And get cut down later. And be paper. And turn into somebody's butt wipe. Oh, yeah. That's nice. <laughs> I'd rather be at Disneyland. 
speaking of Disneyland, mm-hmm. there's a private club there. <laughs> it's called um, <laughs> Club 33. Okay. Disney died five months before the completion of the club, and 47 of the park's main investors were consulted on whether to finish the club or not, and 33 of them voted to continue on with Walt's dream of a private and elite club. Why? It's called 33, right? Some people claim this is how the club came to be called 33. Mm -hmm. Others think that it had to do with the fact that if you turn a three on its side, it looks like mouse ears. Okay, I could see that. And um, And why not Club 3? Because two threes equate Mickey and Minnie Mouse. Oh, okay, sure. Two mice. Well, I mean, the, we're talking. I okay, okay. Two mice. You're right. But that's not interesting. No, no. So apparently, Walt Disney was also a Freemason. Uh huh. Boy, they come up a lot, don't they? Oh man, and I'm, I'm like ninety nine percent positive that sixty six. Oh, that's right. We didn't. Or six 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 is divisible by thirty three. Well, but the other thing was that apparently there's a thirty third degree in Freemasonry. Okay. And it's the highest degree you can attain, and Walt Disney was one. Oh, he was. So a- maybe a club thirty three. So people, some, some people think that like club thirty three was actually supposed to be like a meeting place for Masons, like okay. high powered Masons. Yeah, Illuminati. Illuminati confirmed. I didn't confirm it. I just said Illuminati. You um, confirmed it. And according to people who have been inside the exclusive club, there are symbols of the Freemasons everywhere. Okay. So, take that for what you would. Um, How do you get in? But, if you want to see for yourself, you'll have to pay a $25,000 initiation fee plus annual dues of $10,000 and wait out the 15-year wait list. Wow. So, people have paid that? Yeah, apparently um, Tom Hanks hangs out at Club 33. Oh. Yeah. And you waited 15 years to get in there. Well, I don't know if he waited 15 years. I know that the current wait, is, wait list is 15 years. Okay. But the initiation fee is $25,000 and the annual dues are 10. Okay. And it's at Disneyland, huh? And it's at Disneyland. You think You think one day... We could actually see it. We'll see it when we go. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, find a way to sneak in there. I don't think so. <laughs> wait, you're not a regular Please here. don't get me thrown out of Disneyland. Hey. I will be so devastated. Hey, you know what? If I have to, I'll punch Goofy. We have had this conversation. So, we, just so you all know, we have had this conversation about him punching Goofy so many times about this trip to Disneyland, it's not even funny. Hey, if he, if he gets, if he gets up in my business. Nobody will be punching Goofy. We're moving on. If he gets up in your business. We're moving on. I'm coming for you, Goofy. Shut up. Um... Interesting tidbit, Walt was apparently quite attached to the number 13, which I think is great because I'm quite attached to the number 13. You so, guys were soulmates. Were soulmates. Maybe you were Walt Disney in a past life. Maybe. People suspect that this uh, affinity for the number 13 may have been because of the number's relationship to the Freemasons, or perhaps because the 13th level letter of the alphabet is M for Mickey. Oh. Mm-hmm. And... Megan. And Megan. Exactly. See? Soulmates. That's not why I like the number 13, though. Although it's really convenient. And malt. But if you swap that M upside down, it's malt. are really just upside down M's. Yeah, exactly. You got it. So the address of Disneyland is 1313 South Harbor Boulevard. Mm -hmm. And some people believe that the 1313 is symbolic of Mickey Mouse. Maybe. What about Disney World? I don't know. I don't know. Disney World. We're doesn't, talking Disneyland. We're not talking Disney World. I mean, doesn't World Trump land? No, Disneyland came first. Disneyland's the OG. Yeah, but I mean, just because it's OG doesn't mean that it's not like. Our dog is 
I don't know if you can hear that. You probably can't hear that, but he's growling up a storm. Um, according to some theorists, Disneyland and Disney World have strict rules about dying on the premises. And they say that Disney employees go out of their way to cover up any deaths. And supposedly, they will not allow anyone to be pronounced dead until the body is removed from the park. I mean, that makes sense. But also, like, no one's ever pronounced dead outside of a hospital. Like, unless they were murdered. Yeah, unless their head was cut off or something like that. Like, usually they are transported to a hospital to be pronounced dead by a doctor. Unless uh, the coroner comes because they were murdered. Have you looked up the uh, number of deaths in Disneyland? I have not. I did not do that. Um, but I just thought that was really interesting that, like, they try, it makes so much sense, though, they're like, we don't want people to know that people die. Like, there was definitely, um, people don't die. there was some guy that died on the Matterhorn, a kid, that stood up while riding the Matterhorn, and he got dead. He got dead, what does that mean? I don't know if he was decapitated or not, but he hit his head. Oh, pretty he, hard. He died. How'd he stand up? I, I don't think that they had the, like, secure lap bars back then. Oh, man, this someone was, lost like, their job. I don't know that somebody lost their job. Okay. I think that they probably just redesigned safety configurations. Because the park opened in 1955. True. So. Oh, this one's true. Disney created its own special shades of gray and green. And Mm -hmm. they are called Go Away Green and No Seam Gray. No Seam Gray. Oh, yeah? And they are used to paint things that the company doesn't want guests to notice. Okay. And so you'll find fences, walls, and utility buildings painted in these colors. And if you pay close enough attention, uh, the door to Club 33 is painted no CM gray so that oh. you don't notice it. Interesting. Yeah. Is it just, like, kind of hidden, the door? No, it's, like, right on the like right on the outside of a building. Oh. They even have, like, they have a teal 33 outside of it. So most people see the sign before they even notice the door. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um... I mean, that's a pretty common tactic to use uh, gray like that. Yeah. Military does it all the time. But they, they specifically designed these colors themselves. Mm-hmm. They're proprietary mm-hmm. colors to Disneyland. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, they copyright those colors? Probably. Probably. Disney copyrights everything. Um. Supposedly, the animatronic dolls in It's a Small World have the nasty habit of coming to life even after they've been unplugged. Uh-huh. That's a whole on a nope. Yeah. Nope. Uh-huh. Nope. Have you seen the animatronic work they're doing for the new Beauty and the Beast ride that they're doing? No. It's creepy because it looks a lot like the animation. Oh. Like it actually does. That's scary. Yeah. But, you know, a 3D animatronic. Interesting. Yeah. Um, there's also a rumor that a man who was invited to preview the Haunted Mansion ride died of a heart attack because the ride scared him so badly. Okay. I can uh, see that The rumor says that Disney ordered the ride to be toned down, and the ride was supposed to open in 1963, but didn't open until 1969. Some say it's because of the retooling of the ride, thanks to the death of the man, but there's no proof of this, and it's more likely that Disney was working on the World's Fair in 1964 and too busy to approve the Haunted Mansion, and then he died unexpectedly in 1966. Sure. So... But I do like the idea that some guy was so scared by the Haunted Mansion that he died. I just really have a hard time believing that Disney would come out with anything like that. I mean, Disney owns everything. <laughs> like, pretty much. Everything I wouldn't be surprised if point. Disney owned Pornhub. Like, right? I'm sure they own some sort of adult film. I'm, I'm like, I would bet money yeah, that, for they, sure. that they owned adult film. 
But I think, well, because they didn't. They started out, I think, more as a, a more adult-oriented company. Because even well, like the animation, adult. Like, because if you go back and watch Steamboat Willie, it's like kind of icky. Yeah. Well, like I was saying, cartoons didn't start out as something aimed at children, right? right? So it wasn't like Flintstones wasn't aimed for children. Flintstones mm-hmm. was aimed to be a animated um, sitcom. I mean, watch it. It's a sitcom. Sure. Uh, it's just got a little bit more slapstick in it because it's animated. animated. And they can They can do yeah. that, right? That makes sense. Yeah. Um, but my point was, I don't think that... That they would have put something out in Disneyland. In Disneyland, yeah. that that was that scary. Yeah, yeah. Or would they? Because <gasps> apparently the skeletons on the Pirates of the Caribbean ride started out real. Like, they tried to do uh, plastic skeletons, and they just didn't look skeleton enough. Like, mm-hmm. so they went to UCLA and got skeletons. That's awesome. Um, most of them have been replaced now with mm. plastic skeletons, because now, like, plastic has come a long way. But, apparently, um, the skull and crossbones seen on the headboard of a bed on the ride are still the real deal. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. On the head of the ride, you said? On the head. There's a headboard on a bed. Uh-huh. Like, as you're... Because it's a, it's a water ride. Okay, yeah, yeah. And as you're floating by, there's this uh, skeleton hanging out on a bed, and apparently the skull and the crossbones behind him on the bed are the real deal. That's awesome. Real, real bones. That's that's pretty cool. That's, that's pretty badass. I thought so. Yeah, yeah. And then the last little tidbit for you is that Disneyland practices mind control through your nose. Oh, that makes sense. Memory and whatnot mm-hmm. uh, is is written really easily through your sense of smell. Yeah, so this is definitely partially true. I won't. I wouldn't go so far as to call it mind control, but they definitely they create the full shebang experience. Mm-hmm. So, um, one of the Imagineers when they were developing Disneyland—that's what they called everybody who worked on everything. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, give um, them a fancy name. Bob McCarthy invented a device called the Smellitizer. And it delivers curated scents to different sections of the park. Okay. So on Main Street, you'll get the smell of baking cookies, even if no one is baking cookies, because they want you to be like, welcome home. Sure. Um, If you visit the Candy Palace, you'll smell candy. Mm -hmm. And uh, different seasons will have you smelling different seasonal goodies throughout the park. So, like, yesterday, we were probably walking around smelling peppermint candy canes, because it's Christmas time. Yeah. Um, It's really smart, because if you think about it, you're going to smell that, and you're going to then smell peppermint candy canes and think about Disneyland. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to go, I want to go spend more money at Disneyland. It's true. Please take a thousand more dollars from me. It's, I mean, it's really cool, though, because like, if we went in autumn, we'd smell pumpkin spice. I mean, it is cool, but it is a little bit manipulative. But the other really cool thing is they make the Haunted Mansion smell musty oh, on purpose. Cool. I think that's just really cool. Like, they create the whole experience mm-hmm. from start to finish. I that think that's fucking awesome. doesn't smell like that um, uh, that shitty fake smoke. No. Yeah. No. You always hear, you go into a, you go in, you know, like you go into a haunted house, house and you, and then you get that, that nasty smelling. Like fog machine. Fog machine smoke. For sure. smell good. No. Smells like it smells musty, like musty. it's an old mansion. Well, Isn't that cool. pretty fucking cool? That is pretty cool. Um, uh, another tidbit about the haunted mansion that I didn't write down, but I just thought about um, mm-hmm. that I was reading. There's apparently we'll have to look when we get there, but apparently there's a section of glass where there's like a bullet hole in it, and they just because the glass is the window is so huge, and they would have to remove the roof of the building in order to replace oh. their window. They just put a cobweb over it. Oh. I wonder if that's um, true. Yeah, I don't know if it's true or not, so we'll have to look when we'll we get there. Look. But that we was a little remember. tidbit that I read when I was reading for all of this. So there you have it. 
We're running around like crazy people right now having the time of our lives, or at least I am, and he's just happy watching me have the time of my life in Disneyland. I'm, I'm having a good time. Um, let's see. What do you guys need to know? You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at TTIS Podcast. True. Um, if you have questions, comments, concerns, recommendations, you just want to say hi, you can do that at the truth is somewhere podcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. If you like what we're doing, you can jump over on iTunes and leave us a review. Positive reviews really help out on the business end, helps other people find us. We like to grow. We're growing every day. Yeah. Um, and if you really like what we're doing, you can jump over to Patreon and see what we have to offer over there. Give us a donation if you please. If right. you don't, we still love you, so don't worry about it. Um, if you want to talk to us, uh, we have a Facebook group. Yeah, we have a closed Facebook group. It's a TTIS podcast group on Facebook. Just go ahead and search it. There's a couple questions that uh, are really easy to answer to just make sure you're not a robot. And uh, you get to talk to me, you get to talk to Corey, you get to talk to other people who listen to the podcast. It's true. It's fun stuff. Yeah. I think... Oh, if you want to read the show notes, the truth is somewhere.com. And if you want merch, because it's that time of year, uh, the truth is somewhere dot threadless. You know there's com. you know there's someone special in your life that needs a truth is somewhere t shirt. Yeah, maybe Bigfoot related or Yeah. yeah. Roanoke related. Something, something something out there. Go check it out. Yeah. That's it. The truth right, is guys. somewhere, you guys. Keep looking. Bye.